Hey everyone, this is Joseph Bosco, pastor of Highway Church. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. You know, all of us need the right kind of voices in our lives. Voices that inspire us to know the one who made us. Voices that awaken our divine destiny and reveal to us the goodness of God. Well, that's what this ministry is all about. So enjoy the message. Taking possession. I like that word, possession. We are taking possession. We're owning it. We're experiencing the benefits of it. We're moving in it. We're walking in it. We're living in it. What? The Father's plan for our lives. The Father's purpose for our lives. The Father's provision for our lives. We're not going to be just uh, known as Joe Christian anymore. We're following God. I'm not satisfied just to have a reputation as a Christian. Whoop-dee-doo. No, I want to be someone who walks with God. I want to be someone who walks with God regardless of what others say. Are you with me? Can someone give me a, give me a praise sign? on? Can they, do, yeah, can they do that on YouTube? They can respond on YouTube, comments, I think. I know you can on Facebook. Yeah, if you're logged in. Right? You've got to be logged in, I think. I don't know if you have to anyway. But respond. <laughs> respond in your living room. Right? Where it's, it's time to be a person who makes your decisions based on what God is directing you to do, not what your family thinks of you or what others around you think of you. Are you all right at home? Right? Is this melting the snow in your driveway? I don't know. But I, I want, I, you know the Lord brought me into your life to stir you up. Right? To, to remind you of who you are in Christ, to remind you of who He is, to, to stir you up and, and motivate you to grab a hold of what He's done for you through Jesus Christ. It's time. It's time. We're not going backwards. We're going forward. What direction are we going? Forward. We're going forward. We're taking possession of the Father's plan, purpose, and provision for our lives. Amen. So we're no longer going to wonder about it. We're no longer going to wish for it. We're knowing it, and we're acting on it. We're not wondering and wishing. We're knowing and acting. Hallelujah. I like that Disney tune, When I Wish Upon a Star, but as far as the theology of it, it's not for us. Bad theology there, Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, good song, bad theology. We're not wondering and wishing. We're knowing and acting. How about how yeah? When, when I act upon the word, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Makes no difference. what I've heard. I don't know the song. Anyway, <laughs> hallelujah. So listen, Highway Family, we are no longer spectators. We're not trying to figure out what that guy's saying. We're fully participating, right? We're fully participating with the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Listen, I need you to participate with me in this relationship with our Heavenly Father. I need you to be passionate in your daily life with your Heavenly Father. I need you to be in the Word so that when we come together for a get-together, a Bible study, a worship service, your motor's already running and the soil's already prepared so that you can receive the Word the Lord has for you, okay? This is a, a participatory thing. There's nothing speculate. There's no speculation about this whatsoever. We're not observing and wondering. We are fully participating in what God is doing here. We're moving forward. But I need you to come with me. We need to move forward together. We need to do this together. There's a reason you're a part of this highway family. It wasn't a coincidence. It wasn't because you took a wrong turn and you ended up in an industrial park. It's because God brought you here because he has um, things for you that are beyond what you've imagined, but you've got to cooperate with him. Like Jennifer said, you've got to keep yourself in the love of God. Don't get offended. We've had plenty of opportunities for that, right? Just in the last six months, year and a half, two years, right? But we're not going to do that. We don't play those. We, don't, we, we recognize the devil's schemes. Stay with the Lord. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Build yourself up in the Word of God. Pray in the Spirit. On Monday, yeah, on Monday, 
Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and we come together Sunday, baby, watch out. This is what we're doing in 2022. We're fully participating. Hallelujah. Listen, the Father has given you everything pertaining to life and godliness. Everything, everything, every good thing. He's given to you everything pertaining to life and godliness. In 2022, we are growing in and walking in this reality. Everything pertaining to life and godliness. Things that we used to tolerate, we're not tolerating anymore in our personal lives. We're walking in everything pertaining to life and godliness. We're owning it. We're, we're experiencing the benefits of God's redemption, God's plan for our lives. We're living it. We're walking in it. We're driving in it. We're experiencing it. We're moving forward. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Now, many approach the Bible as a means to try and earn some type of improvement in their lives, try and earn some type of improvement to their circumstances or to their personal condition. Uh, many uh, approach the Bible as a way to hopefully improve their chances with God. This is not what the Bible is about. That's not what we're about here. The Bible, listen to me closely, the Bible is not about earning or <laughs> the Bible is not about earning an improvement to your situation. The Bible is really not about earning anything. The Bible is not about uh, giving you a better chance with God. Listen to me. The Bible is God's will and testament. You've heard of last will and testament, right? Of what he has already done for you and already given you. All right? So we're not doing the, what we're doing here at Highway. You're not a part of this because of religious tradition. We're not trying to earn something. We're not trying to make our chances better of being successful. We read the Word to find out what the Father has already done for us. He's already done it. What He's already given us, and then we renew our minds to that, and we act on it. Are you with me? That's what the Bible is for. It's a written record of what the Father's already done for us and already given us. Hallelujah. That's what we're doing. So the Bible is God's will and testament, and we're in it. That's why we do the Bible reading plan. And that's just, you know, reading a chapter a day is wonderful, but there you want to find promises in the Word of God and meditate on them. You want to be speaking the Word of God. Hallelujah. I like thinking of the Bible as God's last will and testament. Have you ever thought about it that way? The Bible as God's last will and testament. The Father has revealed to us His last will and testament in two ways in the Scriptures. Through His Son, Jesus Christ, and through the promises in this book. All right? God has revealed to us His last will and testament in two ways in the Scriptures, through His Son, Jesus Christ, and through the promises that are written in His book. All right? Now, because of what Jesus did, listen to me closely, from Genesis to Revelation, even all the way back to the maps there in the back, in the index, the concordance, every promise that God has made is yes to you. Because of Jesus. If you've put your faith in Christ as your Lord and your Savior, every single promise, no matter how many they are, is yes to you in Christ Jesus. You can see that in 2 Corinthians 1, 19 and 20. We're not going to go there. I want you to understand that you have an inheritance. God has give you, given you an inheritance that will blow your mind. But if you don't know about it, you can't take possession of it. You can't experience the benefits of it. We want you to walk in your inheritance. An inheritance is given by someone who has died to someone who is living. Jesus, as the man, died on that cross, and he went to hell, but he rose again. When he died, uh, your inheritance was, was transferred. When he rose from the dead and presented his blood in the holy of holy 
in heavens, his inheritance was transferred to you, to anyone who put their faith in Christ. Now, so in 2022, we're taking possession of our inheritance. We're taking possession of all that the Father has done for us through his Son. We're taking a possession of everything pertaining to life and godliness. That's what we're doing in 22, if you want to know. That's, why, that's how we're occupying our time. That's how we're, we're occupying our inheritance. We're moving into our inheritance. We're living in it. We're acting on all that he's done for us. We're living the abundant life Christ came to give us. Doesn't matter what happened in the past. The past is over. It's a new day today. It's January 30th, 2022, today. And we're moving in. We're living in God's inheritance for our lives. Amen. Now, you understand that even though something belongs to you, something can be rightfully yours, but you may not be experiencing the benefits of it. You may not be possessing it. We talked about this in the first Sunday of the year. Let's, let, let, let's give an example. Let's say I have a distant relative, maybe someone I didn't even know that was related to my dad, and they, they learn of my identity. I don't know them, but in their last will and testament, they decide to leave me their estate. Okay? Just giving you an example. Because if, if, I, if I don't know about my inheritance, I can't, I can't possess it. So if they decide to leave me their, their estate, let's say it's a beautiful home. Let's say it's a 7,000 square foot home with, with all of the rooms that I uh, need inside of that home. Uh, with all of the space, it's got lots of land, acres and acres of land. It's in immaculate condition. Uh, it comes with a you know a seven car garage or whatever you know it's just a, a beautiful home with lots of land very spacious very well taken care of that's worth uh, that's worth a lot of money. Well, let's say that relative uh, in his his or her last will of testament uh, writes that I am the heir of that property, and they put my name there, Joseph Bosco. Well. I, can, I, can, I will never uh, experience the reality of that wealth and of that property unless someone tells me about it. So someone has to identify me and come to me and tell me about my inheritance, right? That's what the gospel is to be. In every church in America, people should be learning about their inheritance in Christ. Unfortunately, oftentimes what they get is religious tradition, and they don't learn about their inheritance. But I'm telling you at Highway, that's what you're going to learn about, your inheritance, who Jesus is, what he's done for you, and who you are in him. So the gospel is really about learning those three things, who he is, what he's done for us, who we are in him, or learning about our inheritance, same thing, all right? So let's say someone does contact me. So I get a, a, a letter in the mail. Hard copy letter, old school, right? Nice paper, really impressive looking. It, it, it's, not a, it's not an advertisement. It's a personal letter with nice stationery. And I open the letter, and it's, it's very well written, and it's addressed to me and explains the situation. It gives me contact information to call, and maybe I don't believe it. I think, oh, yeah, right, this is a scam, right? So I put the letter aside because I'm kind of wondering, maybe it's true, but I don't act on it. Right? I put my Bible aside wondering, okay, maybe it's true, but I don't act on it. Right? Well, then I get another letter the following week. Again, uh, asking if I received the first letter. Come to another church service at Highway. Hear another message on acting on the Word of God. And I'm, now I'm really wondering, hmm, maybe this is legit. But I don't act on it. I put that letter aside. Three weeks go by. I get another letter. And now I'm really wondering. And then the next day, I get a phone call. And it's a voicemail. I listen to the voicemail. They asked if I got the letters that you sent you. This is so-and-so on behalf of the testator. That's the person who's, leave, who's left the inheritance. And, and you have been named as the heir of their estate. And, and uh, oh, now I'm really, ooh, this sounds legit now, right? 
So I call and I speak with that person and they explain to me what's going on and I'm now learning that I am an heir of an estate, of a fortune. So they describe to me what I've inherited. They tell me where it is. Now, what happens at this point, I'm believing it. It's legitimate. They've, they've sought me out. I've heard about it now multiple times. And they've, they've, they've given me something I can act on. So I believe it. And I take action. And I, I go to meet the testator. And he shows me the property. So I don't meet the testator. The testator has died. But I meet the, the executor, the, the representative of the testator. And he shows me the property. And I walk in onto this property. And I'm just in awe of the beauty of it. Immaculately kept, beautiful landscaping, uh, wonderful uh, uh, gates around the property. Um, and I walk into the home and I've, I'm just in awe. It's a jaw-dropping home. And he shows me all of the different, uh, the, the foyer, the entryway and the stairways and all of the rooms. And, and I'm just talking for me, but there's a studio in this house, which I like. You know, there's a, there's a studio, there's a music room, there's a game room with a pool table and ping pong and and, and all kinds of fun things. There's a, a fitness room. There's an amazing kitchen. There's a back patio. There's a place to entertain. There's a, lot, a stage for performance, all kinds of things, you know, a bowling alley, whatever, whatever. <laughs> but, but I discover inside of this inheritance that it was made for me, that it has everything inside that I need to do the things I was called to do, all right? When you begin to hear the Word of God like you hear it highway and you begin to believe it and meditate and act on it, you will discover that God has an inheritance for you and in His inheritance for you is everything you need to fulfill the calling He has upon your life. I don't know how He does it, but every calling is unique, every person is unique, and He has provided everything you personally need to fulfill your calling and it's all a part of your inheritance. All right? And at some point, I have to agree and sign for that. I have to act on it and then have to say, I am who you say I am. And I take possession of this estate. And I am asking you, Highway family, to sign on it today. To take possession of your identity in Christ. That you are not a failure. You are not a person that's easily offended. You are not holding grudges against anyone that you are a person who's forgiven everyone. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. You're walking in the Spirit of God. You're walking in the love of God, and you are pursuing Him. You have made Him first in your life. I'm asking you to sign today. Sign up. Sign on. Act on it. Jesus, you are from this moment on my first. From this moment on, whether you're uh, 10 years old or 83, from this moment on, Jesus, you are my first. You are the one I live for. Can you sign on that today? I'm going to ask you to do that, to make that commitment. That from this moment on, January 30th, 2022, you are signing on as Jesus Christ being your number one. Being the one you live for and pursue, no matter what anyone else would say or think of you. Hallelujah. Amen. That's really what being a disciple is. It's choosing him above all else and everyone else. That's really what it is. Hallelujah. So in order to, to possess my inheritance, I must hear about it, right? I must believe it, and I must act on it. If I don't hear about it, I can't believe it, and I can't act on it. That's what the Scriptures say, right? How can they, how can they believe if they haven't heard that's why there, there are apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to preach the, our inheritance, to preach the gospel so that we can hear about it, believe it, and act on it. Okay? Hallelujah. Now, let's talk about this term, last will and testament, the, the legal term, or you could just say someone's will, right? Their last will and testament or their will. Pinch yourself. We still awake. I can't tell. Are you awake out there? Good. Give yourself a couple aftershave smacks right there. Sorry, I just smacked my microphone. Yeah. Arizona, Virginia. How y'all doing? Hallelujah. 
uh, last will and testament. Let's talk about this legal term here. What is a last will and testament? I said the Bible is God's last will and testament for you, okay? Well, a last will and testament or a will is a legal document containing instructions as to what should be done with one's wealth and property after one's death. All right? So the testator would be Jesus in this situation, right? And he makes a sworn statement as to who will receive their, his wealth, his real estate, his personal possessions after his death. And that's what he preached, all right? So the testator is the one who has written and executed the last will and testament that is in effect at the time of his or her death. Now this word testator, so that would be Jesus in our case, comes from the Latin verb testify. Jesus came to earth to testify of this new life that he wants you to live to testify of the salvation that the Father was providing through him that makes dead people live, that makes broken people whole, that makes depressed people full of joy, that fills you up and transforms you and brings you into an abundant life provided by heaven. Jesus was that tester. He was testifying of the Father's love and the Father's goodness. Hallelujah. Now, as far as the legal document is concerned, after it is signed, it is to be distributed to all the beneficiaries. Hello. That's what local churches are for, to distribute the last will and testament of Jesus Christ to all of the beneficiaries. And that's what we're doing. We're telling you what's in God's last will and testament every Sunday. If you come half awake, if you're, not, if you're not staying hot in your personal relationship with Him, if you're not feeding on the Word of God during the week, if you're not cultivating uh, worship in your private life, you're not going to hear it as you should hear it. All right, Hearing is something that I have to control. I have to learn how to listen. You know, I've studied music, I think, all the way back to when I was a, a kid, probably... Uh, I remember my brother had a rock band and they needed a guitar player and my aunt had this broken acoustic with five strings on it and I said here play this so I grabbed my, my five string guitar player and I had a, an old boom box that had uh, tape cassettes in it and I put cassettes in it and I, I had to learn how to hear what I needed to hear to do what I was being asked to do and I would listen to that song and I'd listen okay what's the, what's the bass drum doing? What's the kick drum? What's the snare drum? What's the bass player playing? What are the guitar players playing? What are they singing? And I'd have to listen to it over and over again so that I could know what I have to do. What's my part in this band? And this is what we do with the Word of God. Hearing it once will not do it. You've got to hear these messages that you're, you're given for free every Sunday as a podcast. They're all on our website for free. But you've also got to read the written word and say it out loud to yourself. It's a regular hearing of it. I need to daily be hearing audibly sound waves going through the air into my ears. I must purpose to, to direct my ears towards the word of God. I have to purpose to do that. No one else can direct these ears. I can also shut my ears off. Yeah, just by having an attitude that I'm not going to listen, right? You can do that. I've done that before. People talk to me about it. I'm not listening because I don't want to hear what they have to say. Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes not a good thing. All right? You determine what your ears hear. Jesus said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. He wasn't talking about these. He was talking about your heart. Right? If you've chosen to know God, listen. That's what he's saying, all right? Hallelujah. Isn't this good? It's a last will and testament. It's a legal document. Now, I like this word will, W-I-L-L. It literally means a deliberate and fixed desire, my will. It's a deliberate and fixed desire and intention. 
God's last will and intent. God's fixed desire and intention is recorded in this book for you. It literally means the thing that one desires or ordains. What God has ordained for you is in this book. What he desires for you is in your hard copy Bible. It uh, also means, um, let me see this here. Ah, yes, a thing that one desires or ordains. So the legal document, the will, contains instructions as to what should be done with the person who has passed, what should be done with their wealth and their possessions. Last will and testament. I like that word testament. It's a powerful word. It's a person's declared will. That's what a testament is. Especially pertaining uh, to their personal wealth and possessions. A testament. Last will and testament. A testament is something that serves as a sign or evidence of a specified fact, event, or quality. That's what a testament is. Something that serves as a sign or evidence of a specified fact, event, or quality. If anyone be in Christ, there is a new creation. That's a testament. That's in God's last will and testament. And it is a sign, it is evidence that that is true. Right? The word testament also literally means covenant. Last will and testament. When someone creates a legal document, last will and testament, they may not realize it, but they're creating a covenant. In fact, in your hard copy Bible, you have an Old Testament or an Old Covenant and a New Testament or a New Covenant. Very different covenants. Very different, very different uh, benefits in their uh, experience in very different ways. So that's what a testament is, all right? Now, Jesus is literally the will, the testament, the desire of God. Let's go into our hard copy Bibles. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 1. So Jesus is the living will and testament of God. We're talking about last will and testament because we're taking possession of our inheritance. If you want to take possession of your inheritance, you have to know what's in the will, what's in the last will and testament. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1, Jesus is God's living will and testament. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 says, God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers in the prophets in many portions and in many ways in January 30th of 2022, has spoken to us in his Son. In these last days, it says. He's spoken to us in His Son. His Son is the testimony of His will. All right? Whom He appointed, heir of all things, through whom also He made the world. You will see inheritance language in the Bible. Inheritance, heir, co-heir. You're a co-heir with Christ. We're, we, are, we have inherited, inherited from the Father a new life. Verse 3, this is the verse I want you to see. One of, one, of my, uh, one of certainly the most important verses in the entire Bible, and you'll hear me reference regularly. Verse 3, it says, He is the radiance, talking about Jesus, the radiance of the Father's glory, God's glory, and the exact representation of God's nature. That's who Jesus is. He's the radiance of the Father's glory. He's the exact representation of of his nature. Now, why is this verse so important? This is the verse that enabled me in 1996 to begin walking in divine health. Okay? In the summer of 1996. Because this verse taught me that Jesus is the will of God. So some people I would talk to would tell me, well, you know, maybe God's trying to teach you something through that condition that you have or that sickness or that injury. And I didn't know. I thought, well, maybe God is trying to teach me something. And then other people said, no, it's God's will for you to be healed. I said, well, who do I believe? Well, I just couldn't. I just kept reading the Scriptures. I kept studying Jesus. And the more I studied Jesus, I thought, you know what? I don't see Jesus uh, teaching anywhere that it was His will for anyone to be sick. 
In fact, I see the opposite, that anyone who comes to him to be healed receives healing. I see Jesus very clearly demonstrating it is God's will for us to be well in his ministry. Not what people today say about Jesus, but I'm talking about in your hard copy Bible. Here, see, on, the, on these pages. Matthew, Mark, see the red letters? You go through here, and you know that this is the will of God. Not what, not what a Bible commentator says about Jesus. Not what a seminary teaches about Jesus. Not what a church teaches about Jesus. But what Jesus actually said and did himself, which is recorded for us in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts. It will change your life. But you've got to choose to go with that because you will be criticized for it. So this verse changed my life because it empowered me to act on what I was reading. Now I knew that I had God behind me. Now I knew that I wasn't crazy or I wasn't taking things out of context because I saw and heard Jesus do it in the Scriptures. Right? So I can now act on the will and testament of the Father for my physical body. And I could stand against the conditions and issues I had. And I began to act on it and say, by his stripes I am healed. And I began to talk to my body with authority. Not just like, um, yeah, I want you to feel better. No, I began to say, by his stripes, lungs, you're healed. By his stripes, respiratory system, you're clear. By his stripes, spine, discs, you are whole now. By his stripes, knees, you're healthy and strong. By his stripes, muscles and ligaments, you're strong. By his stripes, whatever it was, I began to speak to my body with authority, and I began to act with authority regarding my physical health, and I began to experience healing from all of the things that I couldn't get free from before. And I've been walking in divine health since that time in the summer of 96. There were things that have tried to come against me since that time, but the answer is the same. I know who I am in Christ now. I have authority now because I know the Father's last will and testament. I know that Jesus is the will of God. So if anything contrary to his will comes into my life, I, I rebuke it. I come against it with the authority of the testator. Right? One of the most important verses in the Bible. It, it gives you... The, the awareness of your authority. If Jesus said it, it's true. If Jesus did it, it's true. Jesus is the living will and testament of the Father. So God's will is expressed clearly through His Son, Jesus Christ. All right? You've got to know that. If you want to take possession of your inheritance, it all begins and ends with Jesus. You, you may as well realize that right now. This is not a complicated thing. Jesus is the way the truth and the life, that you, he's the way that will enable you to take possession of who you are and all that God's done for you through his son. So Jesus is God's will expressed to us, um, and also God has expressed himself through his written word. So let's look at John 1, 1 real quick regarding Jesus. Jesus is the living word, and then we'll look at another scripture regarding the written word. So Jesus is the living will and testament of the Father. John 1, 1 says it this way. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Okay? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word was God. If you'll continue reading the rest of that chapter, and I highly recommend you do one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, you see that the Word is Jesus. He's talking about Jesus. Jesus, in the beginning was Jesus. Jesus was with God, and Jesus was God. Why do, do the Scriptures refer to Jesus as the Word? Let's pause for a moment. Let me explain that. Because uh, a word is simply an expression of what's in our heart. Okay? Out of the overflow of the heart, Luke 6, 45, I think. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks, Jesus said. So words are an expression of what's in our hearts, okay? Words reveal what we believe. Jesus is the Word of God. He's the expression of God's heart. You understand? Yeah. That's why he's called the Word of God. He's the expression of the heart of God, all right? Now, let's go to 2 Timothy 3, 
16 and 17. So Jesus is the living Word of God. He's the living expression of the will and testament of the Father, right? Of God's ordained desires and intentions towards you. But the Bible is the written Word of God. And I know there's a lot of debate about that, but, you know, they'll be debating until Jesus comes. It's, it's just, just do yourself a favor and read the Word and believe it. Save yourself years and years of time and untold sorrow and confusion. Just read the Word and believe it. Let me help you out a little bit, okay? 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17. Okay, verse 16 says, All Scripture is God-breathed. Yes, it was written by the hands of man, but it was inspired or breathed by the Spirit of God through the ones writing it. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. All Scripture, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, and so on, all the way through Revelation, was breathed by God and, and written down and, and prepared for you so that you could have a copy so that you can not only know the living Word of God, but so that you could read the written Word of God. All right? All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So if I don't if I'm not reading the Scriptures, if I'm not in the Word regularly, if I don't believe it's, it's, it's by God, guess what? I am not equipped to do what God's called me to do. I'm not equipped to overcome the enemy. I'm not equipped to take possession of my inheritance. I'm not ready. I need the written Word of God to reprogram my thinking in order to take possession of my inheritance. Hallelujah. You, you, you have we, we were just made that way. We need, we need the written Word of God in order to know Him accurately. I said this in the first Sunday of the year. We're going to talk about this more in this series. I'll just say a little bit about, about it now. God's Word is spirit, Jesus said. John 6.63, I think, er, I forget, somewhere in there. John 6 something, I think it's 63. He said, God word, God's Word is spirit. The words I speak to you are spirit and they are life. The flesh profits nothing. So the written Word of God, and of course Jesus, the living Word of God, is spirit. It's a spirit thing. In this life we're living, there are two planes happening simultaneously. I don't mean airplanes. I mean P-L-A-N-E. I mean levels of existence. There are two planes going on simultaneously. There is the natural plane that we detect with our five senses. Okay, But there is the spirit realm, the spirit plane that you cannot detect with your five senses. Sometimes maybe you'll get a little indicator here and there. But in terms of accurately and consistently, the only way, listen to me, the only way to accurately and consistently access, walk in, reign as a king in the spirit realm is by knowing God's word. The living word and the written word. I'm telling you, it is the only way to accurately discern, access, and reign in the name of your Lord Jesus Christ is to know the word. You've got to know what God has said. In the spirit realm, that's it. That's, all, that's, that's what determines what, what, what's going to happen in your life. You've got to know the Word. Because listen, there are things going on spiritually around you. You say, well, I don't believe that. And I understand that might sound strange. This is, but this is not a superstition. It's not a philosophy. And I got an email. The first one I ever got, I got an email from a, a fortune teller. A junk mail. I just laughed. I thought, isn't this interesting? And her name was such and such. And she says, you know, click here and... I receive a free reading or something like that. So, boy, I just couldn't wait to click on that. No. Uh, but I just thought how interesting, you know, that there are all kinds of people trying to tap into the spirit realm. And many have tapped into the spirit realm, but with the wrong spirits. Spirits of darkness that tell them what they want to hear, but don't set them free. Right? But if you want to accurately 
navigate, understand, discern spiritual things, you've got to know the Word of God. You've got to know it, all right? There's just no other option. If you want to take possession of your inheritance in 2022, get in the Word, okay? I don't, under, I don't understand everything in this book. Are you kidding? It's a huge book. Lots in here. But I'll tell you, there's some things I understand here that have changed my life, I've, that have given me a foundation to win against any attack of the enemy, okay? And that's, that's come because I determined to know the will and purpose of my Father revealed to me through His Son, Jesus Christ, and through the Scriptures, all right? Are we doing okay? We're still awake. We're, we're almost done here. Almost done. Hang in there. Hallelujah. Don't you, don't you go get that laundry and start folding laundry on me. Come on. Stay with the Word. Hallelujah. Now, God's Word, of course, Jesus Christ and the Bible, his, is His testament. Okay? It's His declared will. It's, it's, it's the instructions as to his, uh, the instructions for us to possess our inheritance, God's Word. All right? Hallelujah. Now, our faith in His Word becomes the evidence that it's true for us. In other words, when I choose to believe the Word of God, I choose to put my faith in Jesus Christ, that is a sign to the spirit realm that I belong to Him. That is evidence that I am now an heir of Jesus Christ. Spirits are watching you. It's just true anyway. There are spirits that are watching you. Kind of creepy, but it's true. <laughs> All right. I think of that tune in the 80s. Somebody's watching me. I always feel like somebody watching me. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but the truth is, spirits are watching you to see what you believe. Whether you, whether you want to accept that or not, it's true. There are spirits monitoring your beliefs. How do they know what you believe? By the way you speak. They can't see your thoughts. They can't see inside of you. They can, they can send thoughts your way, but they're not God. They don't know your inner workings. All right? They know what you believe by the way you talk and the way you live. Okay? So there are, there are stay with me. There are spirits that have been, uh, God has assigned angels to you to protect you because he loves you. The, their protection is activated when you believe that and speak it. They're waiting, good angels, God's angels, are waiting for you to speak what He says so they can act on. They can only act on the word spoken. You'll see that in the Scriptures. Psalm 103 talks about that. The, the angels are His servants uh, to respond to His word, to do His bidding. All right? But there are also demons, spirit, fallen spirits, who may have been assigned to you. They're outnumbered, but they may have been assigned to you or maybe they've been passed down through your family history and you're the one living now. So they went from, you know, great so-and-so and now they're tracking you. This is very real. I hope you're hearing me. And they were tracking your, your relative who's passed and they passed, so now they're tracking you. What are you going to do about it? They're waiting to see what you will accept and what you will reject in your life. When you choose to believe the Word of God, it is an evidence to them. It is a sign to them that you're off limits. Let's look at this in Hebrews chapter 11. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 11. Oh, I can't wait to get to, we get back to, to some, some examples in the New Testament about taking possession of your land. It's powerful. We're not going to get there today. But Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Remember, there's a spirit realm. There's another plane happening. And actually, the natural realm came after the spirit realm. right? It was made from the spirit realm. So the natural realm compared to the spirit realm is weak. The natural realm is changeable. Spirit realm is eternal. Okay? The natural must give way to the spiritual. In your life, that will be true if you choose to believe what God has said. When you choose to believe what He said, it gives 
you're giving the spirit realm the reality of what God has said right of way in your life. Okay, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Listen to this. It's very powerful. It says, now faith is, faith in who? In, in God, but in his word. Now faith in God, in Jesus, in the word of God, is the substance of spiritual things. It's the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. So your inheritance, everything that God has provided for you is spiritual. In other words, it's in the spirit realm. It's for your physical life, but in order for your inheritance to transfer from the spiritual realm, the spiritual plane, into the natural realm, you must believe what God has said. That's what faith is. I believe what you said, Father. You have spoken, and I believe it, and I act on it. I build my life on it. Are you with me? That's a, it's just that simple. Faith. It, now, one translation says faith is giving substance to things hoped for. I like that. Faith is giving substance to spiritual things in my life. And boy, is that true. Now, in, that can be in the negative, too. If I'm afraid that I'm going to get this certain type of illness, if I'm afraid that something bad is going to happen, if I'm afraid that this is going to happen to my child, what am I doing? I have faith in the negative. I'm putting my faith in darkness, and if I do that long enough, I could be very well giving substance to that. That's exactly what happened to Job. He said, the, th the, the things that I feared greatly feared have come upon me. Job made a religion out of fear. He began to, to, to practice fear at a very high level. All right? That's not you. We, we reject fear. God's not giving you a spirit of fear. So if you're tempted to think, oh no, what about my child? What if this happens? What if this happens? Oh, but what if that happened to me? Uh-uh. That's not you. God is your shield. You dwell in the shelter of the Most High. Those thoughts come to all of us, right? You see something in the news and you think, oh no, what, what if that happened to me? You stop right there. You stop that fear right there and you begin to say the word of God. Right? He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say, not think, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. That's out loud, hello. Why? Because when I say it, it gives substance to it. This is how we take our inheritance. This is how we take possession. We say what God has said, and the, our inheritance, which is in the spiritual realm, give, uh, our saying of it, our believing it, brings it into the natural realm. Man, this is ABCs. This is, this is it. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11.1 1, in the Amplified. Let me read that. says, Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation of, the title deed. Remember that last will and testament? Naturally speaking, it's a legal document. right? It's, it's a legal contract, if you want to say it that way. It gives you a legal right to move into, your, into that estate you've been given. That estate that was your, your deceased relatives now legally belongs to you. You now have authority over that estate. Because it's a legal document. It says our faith in the Word of God is the title deed. It gives us the legal right to declare what God has said and who He is in our lives. Powerful, isn't it? Just by believing. Just by believing the Word. It gives us the title deed to our inheritance. Faith in what He said. Man, this is good. Now, faith is the assurance, the title deed of the things we hope for being the proof. All you need to know is that God has said it. That's all the proof you need. Is that enough for you now? You need to come to the place where that is all you need. That's all you need to know. You may not be there right now, and I understand that. And there are times in my life I don't feel like I'm there. So what do I do? I go to the Word and I meditate on what He said. Just like our pretend example, I get those letters from someone telling me I've inherited an estate. Well, I'm going to read that a few times. Right? I'm, I'm going to say, you know, is this, is this real? Is this uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 junk mail? 
I'm going to go through that. I'm going to look at the, the contact information. Is this legitimate? I'm going to examine that letter. I get another one. I'm going to examine it again. I'm going to examine it. There are times when I don't feel like I, you know, I can believe God for anything. Well, that's not true. That's just the way you feel. That's just your flesh. Because the faith of Christ is in you and is imparted to you when you receive him as your Lord. You're living by the faith of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Galatians 2, 20 and 21. I live by the faith of Jesus Christ, right? It's in you. Faith is in you, but there are times we don't feel like it. So what do we do? We stir it up. We stir it up. We open our mouths. We say what God has said. And boy, I to tell you, you can go from someone who's afraid to someone who's, who's ready to jump, jump, you know, over, leap over a wall and take out a whole troop of, of devils, right? Just by the Word, by meditating in the Word. Now, faith is the substance, the title deed of things hoped for, being the proof of things we do not see, spiritual things, and the conviction of their reality. Wow. Why? I, I can't see spiritual things. I can't touch them. My senses can't detect them. I need proof of them. I need, the, I need a conviction of their reality. I need this, the evidence of them. God knows that. That's why he's given us his word. God's word is the evidence, the proof, the, the um, title deed to what he's provided for you. And so many are trying to, to improve their lives and, 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 and somehow receive the things of God, but they don't know the word. And I'm not talking about being a Bible scholar. I'm just talking about knowing uh, knowing what Jesus said, knowing what he's provided for you. Uh, if you don't know where to start, I love what Mary Frances said. She said, why don't you start in the book of John and Ephesians and Psalms. Yeah. Powerful books. Absolutely. Just start reading. Come on. If you received a letter that was legitimate in the mail that said you, you, you just inherited an estate and $150 million, uh, but um, here are the instructions. Would you read those instructions? Of course you would. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably read them about 10, 15 times, right? Until I really understood what it was I needed to do. Well, listen, you received a whole lot more than that, and it's all right here. Christ came that you would be whole, spirit, soul, and body. He became poor that you would be rich. The blessing of the Lord brings wealth. He has no sorrow to it, and it's all right here. That doesn't mean you have to understand the whole book, but zero in on the promises. So when I'm reading the Bible, I'm looking for two things, the person of Christ, which is actually all throughout the Scriptures. He's, revealed, he's, he's all throughout there. And I'm also looking for the promises of God because the promises of God reveal to us the will of God, right? So good. Let's finish this up. The conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Wow. I can, I can know things by faith in the Word of God that I could never know in any other way. Same is true of you, right? God wants us to live by what He said. Jesus said, if you'll build your life on what I've said, you'll be like a wise man that built his house on a Petra, this massive bedrock that can't be moved, right? This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, okay. I'm just listening right now. Hallelujah, one more scripture, one more scripture. Remember I told you there are spirits watching you. Our last scripture, Philippians chapter 1. There are spirits watching you, and what you believe is a sign to them. All right? It's a sign to the angels God has sent to protect you. It enables them to act on that. It's a sign to the devils to let them know, do they have any access into your life? Or are you off limits to them? All right? Philippians chapter 1. We're going to start, let's see. Did I say verse 27? Let me go to verse 28 here. Well, let me, let's do verse 27. I'm going to do verse 27 in the Passion, verse 28 in the Amplified. Are you ready? Verse 27. It says, whatever happens, listen to me, church. In 2022, whatever happens, whatever happens, keep living your lives based on the reality of the gospel of Christ. Hello, Highway family. 
That's a breakfast, a delicious breakfast all by itself. Whatever happens, keep living your lives based on the reality of the gospel of Christ, which reveals him to others. Then when I come to see you, hear good reports of you, I'll know that you stand united in one spirit. Highway family, we're united in one spirit. God has brought us together. We're united in one spirit and one passion to know him more. Right? Celebrating together as conquerors in the faith of the gospel. Now look at verse 28 in the Amplified. It says, and do not for a moment be frightened. I love that. And do not for a moment be frightened or intimidated in anything by your opponents and adversaries. There are spirits that want to make you afraid, that want to stress you, that will send thoughts your way, but don't listen. By your opponents and your adversaries, for such constancy and fearlessness will be a clear sign, a proof and seal to them of their impending destruction, but a sure token and evidence of your deliverance and salvation and that from God. I cannot begin to accurately estimate the benefits of believing what God has said. I can tell you a little bit, but I'm telling you, when you in your private self make time to do what you're doing now, hear the Word of God audibly, and then get in the Word of God and speak it out loud to yourself. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He who watches over me will not slumber. He will not sleep. The Lord watches over my life. The Lord will keep me from all harm. The Lord watches over my coming and going both now and forevermore. Am I just making that up? No, Psalm 121. You speak these things over your life and it becomes a sign, a seal, a banner above you in the realm of the Spirit that declares to every spirit who you belong to and what you have access to. Oh man, I just this is powerful. We're going to keep going uh, next week in this series. I'm telling you, don't miss 2022 at Highway. Don't miss it. This is for you. It's for you, it's for you, it's for you. Whether you're here in the Northeast or whether you're uh, in any other part of our nation or around the world, if, you're, if you've decided to be a part of this highway family, this is for you. Jennifer, you want to come on up here, sweetie? Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. Hey, this is fun. I tell you what, guess what we did? We were on our way to church this morning and... and uh, it was fun. I, I, I had snow mode on in the vehicle there, and, and we thought, you know, it'll be fun. There's only going to be a few of us here. We'll go to Dunkin' Donuts and, and get some donuts. And we pulled up to Dunkin' Donuts, and guess what they said? The donut truck never came. We have no donuts. So it's a different kind of a morning, but I'm glad that we could be with you via the Internet this morning. And I'm glad that we could spend time together and share the Word. I want to pray with you about the word that was just spoken in about this year. I'm believing God with you. I'm for you. God, and boy, is God for you. He's more for you than anyone could ever be. But I want you to know, I realize what he's called me to do, and that's to build you up in the reality of him, to proclaim to you who he is and what he's done for you and who you are in him. And I'm determined to do that and to go all the way in that. But I, I'm encouraging you to come alongside. Let's do this together and to be a participator in the message of the gospel, all right? Father, thank you for this word that you have brought to us this morning. Lord, it's so strong in my heart in 2022 to take possession of our inheritance, to no longer uh, continue with, with things that were not fruitful in our lives to no longer just go through the motions, but to grab a hold of what you said, to meditate in it, and to act on it in our lives. To know that you've got our back, that you've, you're beside us, you've gone before us, and most importantly, you're living in us. That we, we've been crucified with Christ. And the life we're living in the flesh, we're living by the faith of the Son of God. 
that we are your righteousness. And Father, I pray for this Highway family that the reality of who we are would become so strong in 2022, that the reality of our inheritance would become so strong in 2022 that it would become undeniable to us. Help us, Holy Spirit, to act upon what you've said, to take possession of our inheritance, to act upon it, to move in, to live in, to take possession of all that you provided for us, everything pertaining to life and godliness in 2022. Lord, we we choose to, to receive the abundant life Christ came to give us. We choose to exalt what you say above every word of man. We choose to exalt your word above every circumstance and every situation in our lives. And we choose to, to believe you. All we need to know is what you've said. And that's enough for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God is so good. We want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of his goodness. Who he is what he's done for you, and who you are in him. Check out our websites at josephbosco.us and highwaychurch.us and begin living the abundant life he came to give you.